Well, go to me the market plan at this. Movie some clear sagt veg five more dann auch heute special das schon alles in Oktober fortgeführt. Ähm vorne la Samuel Mark Mellet kann vorne Kunde Brigadier General Peter Halloran ähm Moir Sergeant Kit Caffrey is Bill Elig des na Force Cassandra. A Cory Hill is Comrade Quinn Sean Officer Firkin Forger or Elig and Shaco or as an octron, then a quite special to show. A quite special to the divsha. Har any elia, it's an authority gradam subdesacol. The urglan, agas, ahasarum, agasar, exasabina, go will shiv, go grevshenan dub, velib, er a new tronona. Darnoid urglans, elias, na force the Dear friends, I very much welcome this opportunity, Maruk Trona here as President of Ireland and Supreme Commander of the Defence Forces, to welcome you all here today to Oris Inuktron. And I am delighted to see so many of those who are serving in the forces have come and their families. And this, on this a very special occasion when we're celebrating some outstanding people. I was pleased to have been asked by Vice Admiral Mellet to facilitate tonight's event, celebrating outstanding service given by seven deserving awardees, and in doing so, acknowledge the support and encouragement of their families. I am so pleased to have the opportunity of acknowledging in general the support given by the families of so many members of our Defence Forces, a support that makes the contribution of their partners possible. I should say, far before I became president, and indeed in the different offices to which I was elected in Ireland, and meeting people at home and abroad, I've met the Defence Forces in different parts of the world. But one thing struck me even about the reception here this evening is that the Defence Force membership in all of the, the, the different forces is drawn from the broad grain of Irish society. There are people whose families, in fact, have been army people. There are people who have an understanding and so forth. And I think there are people then who are at the very, very highest rank in the forces. But what's most important in the forces is the equality that they all share in relation to what the defence forces are about. And this evening is an opportunity for me personally, as I've said, to acknowledge and honour the integral role that Oglig Neheren occupies an Irish society. It is something that I have always been aware of. A connection I have with Oglygna here and myself is that the uncle who reared me joined the Oglygna here in, in the very first group of 63,000 in Renmore Barracks in Galway in 1923. At the same time, as his brother, my father, was being incarcerated for the, the other side of the Civil War. So Oglygna Herring came into being uh, in a time when it was very necessary to defend our country, but also to give our country stability. Today we're recognising in a special way the noble actions of seven serving and retired members of our defence forces. <coughs> we're recognising their, their conduct, as has been decided, is embodying in a special way essential Defence Forces qualities, moral courage, respect, integrity, 
physical courage, selflessness and loyalty. Our recipients are Corporals Katrina Lacey, Navy Engineering Officer Ryan O'Driscoll, Gunnar David Stack, Corporal David McCormack, Private Thomas Crew, Sergeant PJ McCabe and Regimental Sergeant Major John Murray. So in Gaetal Shistris Lim Levilliak, I so salute each and every one of you, and I thank you, Rish Kam Buikislim, and your families, Askokrata Tachyanta Aki, and Son Mwintanahirn, Sasan Las Mwintrundan, for all the sacrifices you have made for your unsavouring, unwavering dedication to your country. That you're getting these rewards means that you have all been a judge to have displayed a magnanimous resolve and steadfast commitment to uphold the central values of the Defence Forces and your individual efforts and service to Ireland are being highlighted in the ceremony today. I've used that one word already very often, Defence Forces. Oglig is a Defence Force and that word Defence is very important. Its existence is from the founding moment of our state for the defence of our state. And by using the word defence, the forces we have separate themselves out and are different from armies elsewhere. The emphasis is different from any other force established for aggressive purposes or for aggrandisement of interests. Over a hundred years ago, those like Owen McNeill who sought Three qualities from those who had volunteered to serve in Oglignaherin courage, mishnach, vigilance, and discipline. These values, courage, vig- vigilance, and discipline, are the same attributes that are embodied in the oath taken by those who volunteer to serve in our modern defence forces. Members of the Army, Air Corps, and the Naval Service are expected, and indeed are proud of, to demonstrate these qualities in their daily duties. And again, it's very important for me to again stress that there is need for an incredible continuity in the way in which the members actually take these values into themselves. It is impressive. Those who visit here have often spoken about it at every rank. And during my time as Uktrona Heron, and thus as Supreme Commander of the Defence Forces, I'm continuously reminded of the high regard in which the men and women of our forces are held. This is true of the justifiable pride that Irish citizens have for their army, navy and air corps, and also of the international admiration for the conduct and professionalism of the tens of thousands of men and women who have served on peacekeeping missions overseas, Hardly a day for the last 60 years in which someone somewhere isn't serving in the cause of peace who are proud to call themselves an Irish man or woman. And the spirit of camaraderie and solidarity, and what's been an eye notice here as well, the very high standards the members of the army have for themselves among serving and retired soldiers, sailors and Air Corps personnel is an innate and vital part of the culture of serving in the Defence Forces. It is something I've witnessed, for example, too, that comradeship of which I speak, that empathy which is very important. It is very, very important for us to realise that we have all the problems we have at the present time. The one that has been the handled hardest to analyse is how efficiency has sometimes been mistrusted, has been misconstrued as something that is necessary to defeat empathy. It is possible to be both empathetic and efficient. 
it is possible to be actually ever more successful and still retain empathy. And I think when I visited, for example, Bru Naveen, the resident for homeless former members of the Defence Forces, and of course acknowledging that it is a pity that any former member of the Defence Forces would need, in fact, these people to come to their assistance. But on the occasion I visited, I was moved by the spirit of kindness and compassion and solidarity among the members of the Defence Forces in looking after their comrades and in extending that work into the local community. And I think that uh, that was, I remember that occasion so, so, so very, very clearly. And these are values that are absolute treasure for the people of Ireland to realise it. That empathy that I speak, that camaraderie that is there, the high values that people have and share as members uh, of the forces. These are incredible values uh, for any community to have at any level of public service and public commitment. Therefore, you know, it sometimes strikes me in many ways. I wish this was properly recognised because the disciplines that are there in the practices that we're celebrating this evening are ones that can arise in every area of Irish life and in every area of practice. And they're not something that are there as some kind of treasure to be pirated by the private sector or pirated by anybody to say that these people, having brought themselves to this level of skill and qualification and discipline and being able to work with others, must now stand there, as it were, to be, as it were, raided by those people who do not necessarily share their values. For the values that are there in the public services are values that are, off, are very much stronger in terms of community and empathy and solidarity and taking care and thinking long than there are, very, than are available people who are interested, as I said, in pirating the skills provided by the public system for personal greed. Your shared experience gives you that unique empathy I speak about, a deep understanding that men and women who have given so much to the service of the state should not have to experience such difficulty. The last excellent event I would make is I will very shortly visiting the troops in next month in Lebanon. But I remember when I visited Lebanon before, the ease with which our soldiers, for example, could speak to women and very, very small children. And as I saw them do that, it struck me how they must be thinking of their own children at home and so forth. And these are great, great values. Now, it's no secret that changes in conditions for serving men and women has brought up out its own challenges. And I have to say, I say it as Supreme Commander, it has brought hardships. And these are challenges that should be addressed with both sensitivity and urgency. Those providing such as the vital service that you hear me speak of in our defence forces must be real partners in interpreting and responding to such changes. They are the people involved. They are not the consequences of what might be drawn on paper. And they are entitled to be involved in the very, very beginning, at the early stages of suggestions of changes. And they must be involved as partners in how they are worked through. For should this not happen, there is a very real danger of a gap opening up between our expressed appreciation of their work, as I am doing this evening, and the circumstances that they, in fact, endure for the delivery of its practice. In the United <coughs> Nations, I was speaking at the United Nations in 10 days' time, on the importance of authenticity 
the thing that people lack in the world, connection between words and actions, that you actually mean what you say and will do what you promise, and you'll do so with sensitivity. And many are understandably concerned about the ability to attract and retain people of the highest calibre in the Defence Forces. It is not too much, I would suggest, to accept that serving men and women should have conditions, including an income and prospects, that are sufficient to provide for themselves and their families, these great families that they have. Indeed, as they are the employees of the state, such conditions should be exemplary as far as I'm concerned for other parts of the society and the economy. I've heard and read with anxiety, as I've said, I repeat it again, of the distress that is being experienced by young people hoping to go on and have the right to have families, which is their right, and others who have families and so forth, by some of those who are giving their all to serve the state. I say this in no acrimonious spirit except to say we have to move quickly to a new place in which this very precious, precious resource that we have is available and is in good conditions and will be available to other parts of Irish life. There is a duty on us to acknowledge the importance of the contribution of the serving member's family. I'll tell you a humorous thing. Some people, including those who oppose us in relation to our international policy, say, how do the Irish community know so much about Palestine and Lebanon and the Golan Heights and all of these other areas? And the fact of the matter is we couldn't have had better professors or teachers than all of the serving men and women who have, in fact, in one mission after another come back. And thus, people sometimes understand it. In some of the richest countries in the world, they barely know their own geography. But you'll find in the Midlands and you'll find elsewhere people being able to tell you exactly where Jordan is and where exactly, in fact, the Lebanon is and all of this. And that is because... And isn't this a very good thing? This is what the army is about, about peacekeeping and sharing the grief of the world. And we are so proud. It comes up all of the time. The best thing that Ireland has going for its international policy is its emphasis on peace. I think that I should think as well, uh, what is very important, I would expect the serving men and women, as I said, these conditions, we, we should just get it done. I've, as I said, there's a duty in us to acknowledge, as I said, the contribution of the serving member's family. I often remember very early on when I came here one of my first Christmases sending a message on behalf of the some of the families up here. But I also remember when I'd look at these images of the return from missions and also the anxiety that is there as people depart on missions. Our soldiers, of course, are undertaking something that is not just worthy and dutiful. It is a perilous role. And therefore, our equipment and elsewhere, equipment we need is the equipment that will make our people safe. We are not involved in the armaments industry, and we are not involved in the language of war or preparations for it. For our soldiers have died in service overseas and in Ireland, reflecting the dangers they face in serving their country and their fellow citizens. And those of us who have become aware of it are always moved by what is experienced by the partner or family of a loved one working for prolonged periods in dangerous parts of the world or in perilous situations at home and abroad. This, it's really it's hard to fathom it, I think, because unless you have become close to it, the anxiety that this can evoke with their families, and, and it must be responded to. All I'll say is this. Knowing that then, and having said it, 
It should inform how we as governments and how we as those who take decisions, the quality of our response must be adequate to what we have just said. It is only fair that I bestow the for an equal amount of praise this evening, Mullam Gomoriat, and the cleaner thought at all to the families of our seven recipients, I congratulate you. And I'm so happy that in a position that you're in a position to share in this happy event with your loved ones this evening. As President of Ireland, on behalf of the people of Ireland, I express my deepest gratitude for your support and for your willingness to allow your loved ones to face such tangible dangers and to endure lengthy separation understanding as you do to the importance of their work and the positive impact which they have in this country and beyond our shores. I also am grateful as well. You know, I mentioned about all these skills in the army pouring out into the other country. I have to say, from a previous incarnation, I was a great supporter of the army music school always. And for one reason, if people are able to read music in all the different bands we had when we had a viable rural Ireland, they had just the army people who had showed them in the bands and so forth how to come up to a certain standard. And that is what we should have been doing, retaining that and building it up. So it's a time for building up and caring and being responsible and offering conditions that are attractive and so on. And I hope that we can get to that, regarded as if it, that is the view, I have to say, of the Supreme Commander. It is the view of the President of Ireland. And of course the contribution of the Defence Forces to that international community isn't only there. Members of the Defence Forces in recent times, as we respond to climate change, they've been brought to many critical tasks at home air and sea rescue on a regular basis, bomb disposal, fishery protection, ensuring the security of our state and the well-being of its citizens. And then as we're affected by climate change, is the responding to flooding. It comes to the aid of the wider community again and again in times of emergency and performs with dignity at ceremonial events. And rather let out of August Arish, Renim Irita Special Tariatsan it's come for grammar, it's come for colif as a tot or not a tot of a duck. Now, Glockulish got Evan Grilgefein, a green lord, and a forcey on Armabunic and a forcey than Kedor. The Irish language, and I remember it in Rinmore and elsewhere, has always been at the centre of the armed forces. And I would like to think, and I would like to, to, the chief staff to, to, to be, that once again, that we will be able to look forward to the regular hearing of the Irish language, our beautiful language that is 5,000 years old in the army. The international reputation of our defence forces, as I have said, for 60 years... It has, it has been in the making, making Ireland one of the longest serving countries to have done so continuously since that first contingent of Irish troops was deployed to Lebanon. And I will be making, as I said, a visit there next month. But over the generations, all those school children, when I see them with the maps, I visited a school yesterday. 
and they are able to tell you where the Congo is and Cyprus and Sinai and the Golden Heights in East Timor and Kosovo and Bosnia Herzegovina, Liberia, Sierra Leone and even the, 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 the part of occupied Sahara. To name just some of the areas of, deplo- of deployment where our soldiers have served. In recent times, the naval service and how, how the Irish people's natural <coughs> compassion, but more importantly, how they must have been proud of the assistance rendered by the Army and Air Corps medical personnel engaged in missions abroad, particularly those taking pe- those survivors out of the Mediterranean, where thousands of lives have been saved. This humanitarian and peacekeeping work on Abershin, the junior college has been engaged in, is an act of global citizenship, is an expression of solidarity with our fellow human beings on this fragile planet. And while on state or official visits abroad, I very much strongly feel so strongly of the positive response that is there to the manner in which Oakley Meherin's undertakings and accomplishments are appreciated. As I said, I will be speaking about it in New York next week. The Irish Defence Forces epitomises the best of our long-standing foreign policies and our relenting commitment to multinational approaches to addressing conflict and persecution worldwide. I have seen them, I have seen them establish uh, decommissioning uh, between people that no one else could accomplish and people saying the Irish are very good at this. So today's sermon in the awards you will receive are a fishing and well-deserved tribute to you, a selection of the women of the women and men of our defence forces and representatives of your colleagues across the services. And I'm saying all of this as you've heard me say it. May the seven and their families then realise that what eleven they are within all of that which I have described. Vazard Mellet was anxious too, I think, that there was one special award that he wanted to put up, we would wanted to present this, this evening. And uh, in addition to the seven awards have served, and for those who have served, have served or are serving, we're making a special presentation to a young man who in his own way has demonstrated a great interest and a great commitment to the values that are central to the Defence Forces. Charlie Watson is 15 years old. He's shown a determination towards pursuing his goal of working overseas and supporting the Defence Forces and in their valuable work for vulnerable people at risk in areas of conflict. So, So I say congratulations, Charlie, and you are most welcome, as are your family, and we'll be giving you a special award in just a moment. Lerglan, Molim Shivasachtan Jabrata Dianta, Augustatoyen of Akakastris Limliv, Asachtan Grata Matola Prana Ari. Guim Gok Rah Gaspanak, the Castiatlante Oriv Galeer, Yetson a Meger Servisharlar, Yetson a Taik Fanak the Snedini Gadianam in a village, the Barosh Dean. I thank you all once again for coming here this evening, for the invaluable contribution that you have made in the performance of your duties at home, and further afield, a contribution for which I am personally greatly appreciative. And I do want to say that any of the words I've uttered this evening, 
I assure them very publicly in saying, I hope that we are all getting to a very, very good place and we can be proud of all those who have served us so proudly, so well in such circumstances at home and abroad. May I thank all of you who helped to make today's members of my own staff and others and our first aid of friends in civil defence and all the staff here at the Oris who have enabled this uh, occasion to happen. Mila Buikas is Barbana. Thank you.